0: Beloved Church of God, beginning our service before the Lord, let us all stand and affirm the promise that relates to the door of our hope. Let the resurrection of Christ reign in our bodies. Amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we are grateful to your holy name for this once again privilege to be in this place that your hand has outlined for the worship of your holy name. And so allow your inheritance in the name of the blood of the covenant to be lifted to heights higher than us and to break all burden and sin that binds us. May in this service be cursed as before. All the works of devil, illnesses, poverty, premature death, demonic dependencies, all forms of fears, depression, destruction, selfishness, ignorance, all of this let it depart from the tents of your holy people and stand lord on the place of your rest you and the ark of your might and may your saints be clothed in your salvation and may they rejoice before your countenance give us more from your spirit fill us with your holy spirit and allow us to find your holy countenance we thank you that this service is presented by apostolic god into your divine arms and we ask you to continue to guide it with your high and uplifted hand Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated, and I will once again remind you that today we are going to look at the video sermon of our pastor, and at the end of this sermon, each of us are going to be able to provide four answers to four presented questions in his sermon. First, this is our predestination or God's predestination for those that have been created in Christ Jesus. We're going to provide a specific definition for what dead works are, we're going to provi- provide an answer for what living works are that are made in Christ Jesus, and the most important is our conditions that will allow us, by the blood of the Lord Jesus, to cleanse our conscience from dead works. In this, we together at the end of church will be able to receive an
1: answer. The Book of Apostle Paul, Ephesians 2.10 for we are his workmanship, created in christ jesus for good works which god prepared beforehand that we should walk in them this is one of the unique places which speaks of our purpose and that is why i want to call this sermon god's purpose for those who are created in christ jesus the word prepared beforehand means that god in advance before the creation of the world has prepared an inheritance for those who before the creation of the world he foreknew and, and placed in Jesus Christ as he foresaw how they would tremble and treat his truth and his concealed mystery identifying his sovereignty and his eternal paths as it is written for whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren Romans 8:29 And so if we consider ourselves to be God's creation created in Christ Jesus, then we need to know that our purpose in Jesus Christ is the calling to perform good works that God performs and that are the light for the world because they are the fruit of our spirit that glorifies our heavenly Father. As it is written, you are a light to the world a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor did they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. In other words, we see that good works are a light for the world and the fruit of our spirit, which glorifies our Heavenly Father. And so to be a life-giving light to the world by performing good work, it is necessary that the truth of the elementary teaching of Christ abide in us and we abide in it, which will give us the ability to pray in accordance to God's will and receive what we ask for, that is to produce fruit to God, which glorifies God. Pray so we can produce fruit to God. If you abide in me and my word abide in you you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples john 15:7-8 fruit is good works we need to consider that the most evil of which and the most unreconcilable form of enemy of good or the enemy of good works is our Dead works, which we consider good works, and this is because they come from our carnal state and our hard heart. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Hebrews nine thirteen fourteen. And so, first question, by what signs can we determine and examine ourselves that we are in Jesus Christ? And then second question, by what criteria do we determine and separate the dead works from the good works within ourselves? These are the works of God which we are called to perform in Jesus Christ. And question three, upon what conditions is the blood of Jesus Christ called by God to cleanse us from dead works or from all sin? I won't be going into much into too much detail on the first question because we know that the sign by which we need to examine ourselves as to whether we are in Jesus Christ is by whether we are in the body of Christ or are not. The body of Christ is the chosen by God remnant from the multitude of the called to salvation who have themselves condemned themselves to perish. The chosen by God remnant possesses the virtue of the narrow gate the right to represent the narrow gate. It is necessary to pay the price which consists of refusing your own opinions or to interpret the scriptures with your own mind for the benefit of the person whom the the Holy Spirit has made his own lips and has delegated as a father of God. As it is written, Blessed is he who reads in the singular form and those who hear in the plural form the word of his prophecy, and keep those things which are written in it for the time is near. Revelations 1.3 We will turn to the second question. By what signs do we determine and separate the dead works from the good works within ourselves, which we are called to perform in Jesus Christ so that we can produce the fruit of the Spirit and doing so demonstrate life-giving light which praises our Heavenly Father? If we desire to perform good works so that we can fulfill our purpose in Jesus Christ and inherit the kingdom of heaven, remembering that good works are called to be the fruits of our spirit, that praise our heavenly father, or the result of obeying our faith to the faith of God, uh, obeying the words of the delegated or the messengers of God. We need to know that outwardly or outwardly these dead works in part are no different, they don't appear any different than good works and the reason being that the difference in them is their wellspring and the wellspring of dead works is our carnal state which is the programmable system of the fallen cherubim the wellspring of good works is the is the new person who, he is a sacred person who has come into full measure of growth in Christ, dead works are those that come from the flesh and however good they may appear in our eyes, these are works that are unrighteous, evil and corrupt because they attempt to take the place of good works and try to represent themselves as good works although they are not so in God's eyes. First, dead works are actually counterfeits of good works that are not done in God and not as an initiative of the will of God and the true initiator of which is always our carnal self representing our uncrucified flesh in the form of our old man as it is written but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God for they are foolishness to him nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned but he who is spiritual judges all things yet he himself is rightly judged by no one for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians 2, 14 through 16. We can conclude that people that perform good work, they have a renewed mind, which is successfully collaborating with the mind of Christ, which is shown by the abilities of their wise heart. Wise heart, But to when we're looking at the position of the mind of a carnal man, Uh, He will be looking at good works and consider them foolishness. We need to remember that the spiritual person whose conscience is already cleansed from dead works is able to still perform dead works considering that these uh, are good works that come from God. But unlike people that are carnal, a spiritual person will become aware of this dead work and this will be a tragedy to him and he will then repent for the work or act that he has committed that was actually evil. Second Samuel 24, 10, And David's heart condemned him after he had numbered the people. So David said to the Lord, I have sinned greatly in what I have done, but now I pray, O Lord, take away the iniquity of your servant, for I have done very foolishly. Second Samuel 24, 10. And so if you remember the result, of the dead work that was done by David resulted in the death of 7,000 people. Second, dead works, the essence of which are counterfeits, imitating good works when serving God, always make the primary secondary and the secondary primary, which is always a great evil in the eyes of God, for which we will share a fate with the devil when we will be imitating these uh, these evil works saying or stating that they are good works. Walk prudently, that means walk uh, carefully or keep watch when you go to the house of God and draw near to hear rather than to give the sacrifice of fools, for they do not know that they do evil. Ecclesiastes 5. one. The, the, the essence of the counterfeit where listening to the word becomes secondary to how we a sacrifice to the Lord The carnal man Is in nature He, When he listens to the word of God He inspects the word of God He does not listen as a student would And so he is then resistant To the faith of God And the preached word That is preached And spoken by his messengers. Third, dead works always have a damaging and destructive character, and as a result, produce chaos, pain, and disorder within the body of Christ. Since man attempts to perform this work when God did not delegate him, and no one sent him to do. Jeremiah fourteen fourteen, and the Lord said to me, the prophets prophesy lies in my name. I have not sent them, commanded them or spoken to them, they prophesy to you a false vision, divination, a worthless thing, and the deceit of their hearts. The things that they see in dreams, they they interpret, and they rep- then present them to the people as if they're God's revelations. And further, God says in the next uh, book, of Jeremiah Jeremiah 23:32 Behold I am against those who prophesy false dreams says the Lord and tell them and cause my people to err by their lies and by their recklessness yet I did not send them or command them therefore they shall not profit this people at all says the Lord Jeremiah 23:32 The destructive works <clears throat> in the church of saints is is something committed for the most part by dreamers who think these are God's revelations and they tell these dreams and they then perceive them to be prophecies I want us to know that God will never give you knowledge uh, in dreams about another person whom you don't have responsibility for and when you try to uh, tell tell your dreams to someone and this has to do with another person you are not responsible for then this is a great evil Because at this time, you think that this is God who has revealed this to you, when in fact it is Satan, although this could be even true. When you are dreaming something about another person, then you need to throw this out of your head and never tell anyone these dreams. This is the devil's information, even if it may contain accurate information. This is... And so there is uh, the spirit of seeing the Holy Spirit will never in dreams reveal information about another person to you if he reveals information it's uh, typically the great works of God he will reveal the truth it happened now it happened as we went to pray that a certain slave girl possessed with the spirit of divination met us who brought her masters much profit by fortune-telling and there are many people that are actually existent in churches that are like this, uh, that have these, they, they use their dreams to manipulate the people and convince the people. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days, but Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the sa- in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour, Acts 16, 16 through 18. God gives information and dreams only to the elders, not just people who are maybe senior in age, but we're talking about those who have achieved the position or the level of a of the elder. These are those that are grown into full measure of growth in Christ, and the Lord reveals to them the mystery of His ways, but not information about another person. And so when you will have dreams uh, that are, make you afraid, ignore these dreams, and don't be afraid of them because your fate is in the preached Word of God and not in dreams that God ge- that the devil will give you. The devil will try to scare you personally. You see a negative dream about yourself. The Holy Spirit will never uh, correct you with negative dreams or show to you some kind of... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, sins within your dreams there's the Word of God for this and when you hear the Word of God and the Holy Spirit will reveal them to you your destiny every and everything you need he will give to you in the word <clears throat> fourth dead works is never a light to the world and will never bring anyone to Christ since those who perform these dead works are blind spiritually but are convinced that they can see woe to you scribes and Pharisees hypocrites for you travel land and sea to win one proselyte. And when he is one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourself. Matthew twenty three First, people that perform evil works are plants that the Heavenly Father did not plant. The planting by the Heavenly Father is examined when a person, by being instructed in faith, begins to see in himself and not in another dead works and differentiates them from good works and then pays the appropriate price that God has established for the right to cleanse himself with the blood of the cross of Christ from dead works which are a great evil because they are a counterfeit of the good works of God but he answered and said every plant which my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted let them alone they are blind leaders of the blind and if the blind leads the blind both will fall into a ditch Matthew 15 13 14 it is not possible to clothe yourself into the new person until the old man is cast off, it's not possible to perform good work until the uh, room of our conscience is cleansed from dead works which is called by God to be the throne of His judgment in man to whom the Lord has purposed to do good work in Jesus Christ. To clothe your body into the new person it is necessary first <clears throat> to cast off the old man from yourself with his deeds, and you perfectly know this. For example, to clothe yourself into the mantle of, or to clothe himself into the mantle of Elijah, Elisha needed to first tear up his own clothes, second, dead works that belong not just to those people whom the Heavenly Father did not plant, but also other, all other carnal men, and people who are in uh, the state of infancy that are constantly stumbling, being attracted by various winds of doctrine, and they follow and focus upon things that blind them. Fifth, dead works are works that are not done out of a person's love for God, uh, uh, the uh, the love of God agape, but are done for personal publicity and ego to obtain fame and popularity. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I become a sounding brass or a clinging cymbal. And though I have, a, a, have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remember mountains, but I, that I can remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. 1 Corinthians 13 through 3 6 dead works will always be done in the spirit of rivalry and self-willed service demonstrated in, in undisciplined, where a person is in conflict with the priest and attempts to force his personal knowledge and on him and his opinions of what is actually good and what is evil. Hosea 4, 4-6 Now let no man contend or rebuke another, don't contend with a priest. For your people are like those who contend with the priest. Therefore, you shall stumble in the day. The prophet also shall st- stumble with you in the night, and I will destroy your mother. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from from being priest to me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. Hosea 4, 4 through 6. Seventh, dead works this can be a well-planned evangelism being inspired by our flesh for the sake of personal religious popularity and greed testifying of our spiritual blindness and nakedness the result of which will, will be us reaping with the devil uh, a destiny with the devil in hell <clears throat> and so we need to know that to evangelize it is necessary to be sent by God which means to be elevated to the rank of an Apostle of Christ but never uh, will it be that you be sent by some kind of organization uh, that has nothing to do or has no relation to a a physical Church of Christ of God Eighth Dead Works is the attempt to learn to practice spiritual gifts which is actually an attempt to trade roles with the Holy Spirit pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. 1 Corinthians (coughs) 14.1 The thing is that the word (coughs) to be zealous and to practice have absolutely different uh, uh, different meanings and functions. (coughs) To practice is to take uh, to practice, to, to put the effort, to learn, to practice phys- uh, in, in, the, in the physical world, and the word to be zealous is to desire, to be diligent, and to pay attention to. First Corinthians, tw- uh, it's written in the example of First Corinthians twelve thirty one. But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. Or, in Romans also twelve thirteen, it is written. Does does distributing to the needs of the saints given to hospitality. It's interesting that why uh, ignorance that stands at the head of churches when looking at number nine, dead works, this is a pompous speaking in tongues there where you are not supposed to be speaking, and the demonstration of knowledge obtained in theological faculties. According to Scripture, the attempt to speak in tongues without the existence of the love of God agape in your heart, which is demonstrated in a gentle tongue, will lead us to religious arrogance and will make God our enemy. First Corinthians 13, 1-2. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, which is in tongues, but have not love, I have I have become a sounding brass or a clinging cymbal, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing." 1 Corinthians 13, 1, 2. 10. Dead works is a demonstration of egoism and rebelliousness, but having the look of godliness, but having denied its power. First Timothy 3, 1 through 5. I want to pay specific attention where it says lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. They will love, they will preach and teach more about how to have sex rather than this is specifically referring to sexual things, this is the many pastors that are pursuing these things, these subjects today instead of talking about the truth and elaborating on the truth, allowing the the kingdom of heaven and the seed to grow into fruit uh... they preach specifically on these topics Uh, uh... these are sexually possessed individuals and they are saturated with greed eleventh, dead works are works of the flesh or evil works, and people who perform such dead works are convinced that they are living for God, when in actuality all people who perform these evil works are dead to God. Revelations three one, and to the angel of the church in Sardis write, these things says he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works that you have a name that you are alive, but you are dead. And so there were already such churches back then, and. It didn't mean that the entire church was dead, but specifically the, the the ministers of the church were dead. But in this church, absolutely, there was a group of a small group of people who will walk in white garments, who read the scriptures, and do not follow those pastors who represent dead works. 12th, dead works are such works of the flesh which use spiritual principles to live a secure or prosperous life in the flesh. Useless wranglings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth who suppose that godliness is a means of gain. From such withdraw yourself. 1 Timothy 6, 5. And so today there are very many of emissaries of mammon who travel churches and teach you how to become rich, how to uh, regular businesses, how to run your businesses. We need to learn how to enter the kingdom of heaven and what you need to do to uh, have this kingdom of heaven rise within you. And so now, as we have at least in part have become familiar with the essence of dead works, we will look at the characteristics of the signs of good works or the works of God, which are the fruit of our spirit and the light for the world. First, good works are the living works of God, which are the true light that is supported by God in the form of his legislation, identifying the order of the kingdom of heaven within our heart or the heart of man who obeys the word of the person whom God has sent. Then they said to him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God to do good works? In other words, Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God that you believe or that you obey the word. In in Him whom He has sent, John 6, 28, 29 the messengers of God are the apostles of Christ who <coughs> are given the authority that uh, Christ was given by God to forgive the sins and to remain the, retain the sins. Not seeing or acknowledging over ourselves the authority of these apostles of Christ, we will not be able to receive forgiveness of sin or to be saved. <coughs> John 20, 21 through 23. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he has said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. If we don't have a person who is in the rank of an apostle who can forgives us our sins then our sins are not forgiven we will just be convinced that they are and so it is, it is written that they themselves will forgive the sins and not acknowledging in the messengers of God the apostles of Christ we will not be able to inherit any promise that is placed upon our account in Jesus Christ <clears throat> for all of the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen to the glory of God through us now he who establishes us with you in Christ has anointed us Is God who also has sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. 2 Corinthians 1.20-22 20 We need to clarify that obeying the words of the Apostles of Christ, that is, the person that is clothed in our churches as a Father of God, we obey God and we listen to God. And in this way, we perform good works or the works of God and the opposite, refusing the authority, rejecting the authority of the person who is clothed in to the power of a Father of God. We reject God and we perform evil works and even though we are convinced that they may be good. Luke 10:16, He who hears, you hears me, and he who rejects you, rejects me, and he who rejects me, rejects him who sent me. Second, good works is a continual groaning inside of ourselves, waiting for the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ, where we count ourselves dead to sin and living for God, proclaim the not-existent stronghold of incorruption within our body as existent, which is accounted to us for righteousness or as good work. And so when we receive, we accept that in Jesus Christ we are dead to sin, and we count ourselves this way, and we proclaim the not existent stronghold of incorruption as existent, then this is good work. The essence of such active waiting is casting the old man <clears throat> off of yourself, which will allow us then to renew our mind with the spirit of our mind, which is the mind of Christ within our spirit, which to then afterwards, by the means of our renewed mind, we begin the process of clothing ourselves into our new person. Third, good works are always the fruits of righteousness which first consist of using the truth of the cross of Christ to separate from your nation, the house of your father, and the corrupt thoughts and desires of your uncircumcised soul, which will allow us to become warriors in prayer. And so, when we, by the cross of the Lord Jesus, separate from our nation, the house of our Father, and from our corrupt desires, we perform good works. These are what good works are. Listen, O oh daughter, consider and incline your ear. Forget your own people also and your Father's house. So the King will greatly, greatly desire your beauty because he is your Lord. Worship him. Psalm 45, 10, 11. Only then can you perform, and you could worship in spirit and in truth. Therefore, brethren, we are we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if we live according to the flesh, you will die. But if we, by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. If we have not cleansed our our conscience from dead works, and we not if we have not put into the good soil of our heart the absolute teaching of the elementary teaching of Christ, then we will not be able to receive the Holy Spirit as our Lord and Master of our life. <clears throat> To speak in tongues, we will be able to, but to receive the Holy Spirit as our Lord and our Master, we won't, which is why we know that in many churches, the Holy Spirit is called not as a Lord or Master, He's just called a guest. Holy Spirit, you're a guest of heaven. The conscience that is cleansed from dead works, without the bringing into it the fullness of the elementary teaching of Christ, is the worst thing that a person can do, since such a state opens open access to evil, religious spirits of deception. As it is written, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, when a person cleanses himself from dead works, he cleanses himself of of evil spirits, because dead works are supported by evil spirits a person is often some in some form possessed by these dead works but when he's cleansed from this and he rejects it then the unclean spirits leave and goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none then he says i will return to my house from which i came and when he comes he finds it empty swept and put in order the person has sanctified himself for the wrong purpose, he did not sanctify himself to receive the truth of the elementary teaching of Christ, because it's not possible to receive it w- w- without first cleansing your conscience from dead works. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall it also be with this wicked generation, Matthew twelve forty three through 45. Which is why you see when religious people... This foolishness and this harshness, these are typically pretty possessed people, They and they don't only not accept the truth but consider it foolishness. The goal, for the sake of which we cleanse our conscience from dead works, is to bring in to it that teaching, the elementary teaching of Christ, and so we abide in that truth. Fifth, good works is the fruit of our spirit, which demonstrates itself in the virtuous overcoming of suffering. which are allowed by God to test us which serves as a light to the world and glorifies God. Beloved Apostle Peter writes, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings that when he his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you, for the spirit of of glory and of God rests upon you. On their part, he is blasphemed, but on your part, he is glorified. First Peter four twelve through 13, through fourteen. Reproach for the name of Christ is a reproach for the truth of the word of God which many have perverted due to their greed and their hard heart. Sixth, good works is the fruit of our spirit, which perceives suffering for the truth as an achievement and as a special privilege, and not as a punishment for sin. Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I, I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, and not in any way terrified by your adversaries, which is to them a proof of perdition, but to you of salvation, and that from God. For to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer his, for his sake, having the same conflict which you sought in me, and now here is in me. Philippians one twenty seven through 30. Seventh, good works is the fruit of the Spirit, which dem- is demonstrated in the state of a sojourner, a stranger, a widow, a fatherless, which makes us able to, t- to distance ourselves from the lusts of the flesh, which rise against the soul and be obedient to all authority for the Lord. Beloved, I beg you, as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which were against the soul, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. Therefore submit yourself to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the King as supreme. And so we're talking about when leadership in the in the country does not uh, their laws don't uh, don't contradict with the written word or God's word, or to governors as those who are sent by Him for the punishment of evil doers and for the praise of those who do good, for this is the will of God that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as bondservants of God. First Peter 2:11 through 16. I shall remind us that the state of a stranger is the result that we, in the death of the Lord Jesus, have died for our nation. The state of a Stranger again is the result that we in the death of the Lord Jesus died for the world and the world died to us The state of the widow is a result of us in the death of the Lord Jesus dying for our fleshly desires And the state of the fatherless is the result result that we in the death of the Lord Jesus died for our house Or the house of our father eighth good works is the fruit of our spirit, which makes itself known in this restraint of our gentle mouth With the truth concealed within our heart Proverbs 15.4 A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the Spirit. 9. Good works is the fruit of our Spirit, which makes itself known in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Ephesians 5.8.9 <clears throat> Here it doesn't mean the Holy Spirit is but our spirit but the translators uh made uh, translated this and put spirit in the capital letter it is not the holy spirit but our spirit that needs to produce goodness righteousness and truth tenth good works is the fruit of our spirit which is demonstrated in two poles love for righteousness and hatred for lawlessness <clears throat> you have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. Hebrews 1 9. Considering that righteousness and lawlessness are informational programs which cannot exist out of an individual, out of a person who is a programmable system, to love righteousness is to love the carriers of righteousness, and to hate lawlessness means to hate the carriers of lawlessness. Eleventh, good works is the fruit of our spirit which makes itself known in love for our neighbor or for one another in your church, which passes us from the state of death to the state of life. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. First John 3, 14, 15. And so, if we have jealousy toward our brother or our sister, then it will overgrow into hatred. This is uh, the murdering of, of another man. A person can't then convince himself he'll receive something from the Lord. Twelfth, good works is the fruit of our spirit, which is demonstrated in the ability to bear one another and forgive one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, as Christ has forgiven us, so we must do. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, and long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another. Even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Colossians 3:12-13. 3, uh, 3, it's necessary to know that, first, to forgive is not possible by the means of your emotions Forgiveness is the act of your mind and will, which then will your emotions will then follow. Forgiveness gives God the ability to forgive our sins, which are greater than the sins of others that or our neighbors that had sinned against us. <laughs> For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, then neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Matthew six fourteen fifteen. 15. It's just not beneficial to us not to forgive. Every one of us have enough sins. And when you remember that you have enough of your own sins and you forgive another person, because of this, God will forgive your sins. It's a wonderful thing. And so, third question. Upon what conditions does the truth of the blood of Christ, how is it called by God then to cleanse our conscience from dead works, the truth of the blood of Christ? In essence, the cleansing of our conscience from dead works is the process of casting the old man off of yourself. First, the first component based upon which the blood of Jesus Christ is called and is able to cleanse our conscience from dead works is the necessity by being instructed in the faith to be enlightened in identifying dead works and condemning them inside of ourselves. A person by himself will never be able to determine what is good or evil if he will not be taught by another person who represents God's lips, God's fatherhood. And so first, it is necessary to hate in yourself dead works. And secondly, it is necessary to receive the treasure of the truth of the blood of Christ together with the truth of the cross of Christ, which is the key, open, opening up access to the treasury of the blood of Christ. And so these two forms of truth need to be together. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, 1 John 1.9. Second, the first uh, the second component, based upon which the blood of Jesus Christ is called and able to cleanse our conscience from dead works, is the necessity, by being instructed in the faith, to know the truth in the form of the teaching of Christ who came in the flesh. As it is written, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, If you abide in me and my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John 8, 32. And make you free from what? free from the power of sin to know the truth is to cast is to to know the truth is to become one or unite with the truth or to marry the truth which will then allow us to become uh... this is the only situation that will allow us then to become as a wall in our breast like towers and so we (coughs) uniting with the truth then it's necessary for us to have inside of ourselves a formed organ which will allow us then to uh, be fertilized with the seeds of the truth and so as it is for in the church they had believed and then they were established and established in his teaching and when they were then he told them you will be able to know the truth and it will set you free because faith comes from hearing the word of God and being established in it. This happens when we see how this heard word has changed us. And so the category of carnal men are not able to be fertilized with the seeds of the truth. This is the prerogative of the disciples of Christ, the students of Christ, who have paid a price for their learning. Third, component based upon which the blood of Jesus Christ is called and able to cleanse our conscience from dead works, is uniting with Zion, the great Jerusalem, in the form of our church. For Zion's sake I will not hold my peace, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest until her righteousness goes forth as brightness and her salvation as a lamp that burns. The Gentiles shall see your righteousness and all kings your glory. You shall be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord will name. You shall also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You shall no longer be termed forsaken, nor shall your land any more be termed desolate, but you shall be called Hevzah and your land Belua, for the Lord delights in you and your land shall be married. For as a young man marries a virgin so shall your son marry you and as sons marry you and as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride so shall your god rejoice over you zion in the form of the bride of the lamb is a chosen by god remnant in the form of his church to unite with zion is to make a matrimonial union or contract with your church which Corresponds to the good wife, virtuous wife, so you can receive grace from the Lord. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Proverbs 18:22. Grace, as much as we know, is the law of the of of the truth of the God of the Most High God, given by God in Jesus Christ, as it is written, and of His fullness He we have all received grace for grace. And for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. We can receive grace or God's favor in no other way but for our favor to the good wife who possesses the status of the narrow gate, who represents the power of God Most High. In its strictness, the law of grace, uh, it is greater in its strictness than the law of Moses. And although it is... Uh, includes, say, the law of Moses, it is not dependent upon it because the handwriting of requirements that was against us, that was contrary to us, has been destroyed, which was the dead letter for us. And you, being dead in your trespasses and the circumcision of your flesh, He has made alive together with Him, having forgiven you all trespasses having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us which was contrary to us he has taken it out of the way having nailed it to the cross having disarmed principalities and powers and made him a public spectacle he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it colossians 2 13 through 16 we need to consider that cleansing our conscience from dead works is the same process as conquering the land of canaan identifying and finding the narrow gate is to be done by the narrow uh, identifying and finding the good wife is to be done by the nature of the narrow gate, which is corresponding to then needs to correspond then and needs to have uh have died for dead have been dead for dead works and needs to understand the truth. And so we need to leave spiritual infancy that's dead works which we in our soul consider to be good works, trying to utilize uh and practice them using the written word and so we need to reject ourselves take up our cross and follow christ which a person and following our uh, the cross of christ is represented by the person whom god has sent or has placed and so dead works whatever garments it may be uh clothed into whether this be our virtuous works or this be inspired by the flesh in some way and will be called evangelism, will always be considered evil in God's sight. Fourth, the, first com- uh, the fourth component, based upon which the blood of Jesus Christ is called to be able to cleanse our conscience from dead works, is when we will be walking in the light of the truth concealed within our heart, in which God walks, then we will have an organic membership to the great Jerusalem, which will be demonstrated in our fellowship with one another. Only then will the blood of Christ be cleansing us from dead works, and will pass us from the state of death into the state of life. and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned we make him a liar and his word is not in us. 1 John 1 5 through 10 We know that God walks in the light of his truth which his given law the elementary teaching of Christ about which Jesus spoke to to the Jews. And the Jews marveled, saying, How does this man know the letters, having never studied? Jesus answered and said to them, My doctrine is not mine, but his who sent me. If anyone wills to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine, whether it is from God or whether I speak on my own authority. John 7, 15-17. And so the teaching he, gave from, he got from the Father passed on to his disciples. Fifth component based upon which the blood of jesus christ is called and able to cleanse our conscience from dead works is when we will more more and more work on making our call and election sure which identifies our purpose calling our call is the precious promise placed in the heart which makes us a partaker of god's divine nature this is our call our calling election is the fruit of our spirit And, and it's consistent in the seven uh, fruits of virtue, which God sees as good work. And so, specifically doing these good works, the more and more we make then our call and election sure. Sixth component based upon which the blood of Jesus Christ is called and able to cleanse our conscience from dead works is the diligence and discipline of the mind and heart to confront evil in the form of dead works. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Matthew 11:12. And so when it's talking about violence in this case, it's to not look at the... Uh, uh, and so this is to look at not the visible, but the invisible, and consider... Uh, Yourself dead to sin, living for God and proclaiming the not existent as existent within your body. And seventh component, based upon which the blood of Jesus Christ is called and able to cleanse our conscience from dead works to make us living for God so that we can fulfill our purpose, is the diligence to meditate about the things of heaven until it becomes a sweet state. For those who live according to the flesh set their mind on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. Romans 8, 5 through 11. However, to meditate about the things of the Spirit, it's necessary to and we spoke about this previously that it is necessary to know or to to unite the truth of the blood of christ with which would be able to cleanse us or cleanse our conscience from dead works together with which is in the eyes of god a specific form of of good Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, If you abide in my word, and you are my disciples indeed, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John 8, 31, 32. In Isaiah 62, 5, it says, For as a young man marries a virgin, so shall you your sons marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. And so we note that when we know to know the truth, it is necessary to unite with the Zion or to unite with the truth. We unite with Zion or we have a relationship, a special relationship with our church. And so when a person uh, breaks his matrimonial contract, uh, that is uh, between a man or a woman, this happens, he still has uh, the opportunity or the ability to uh, reconcile or to... And still save save this situation or, or marriage. but if a person abandons his church and breaks his his contract with his church uh, he will not have any other kind of chance to preserve this again if this is, if this has been done. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, nor forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, as you see the day approaching. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, that means we abandon our church uh, willingly. There no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation which will devour the adversaries. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much worse punishment do do you suppose? Will he be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing, and insults the Spirit of grace by abandoning, and abandoning our church would trample upon the Son of God under, we trample him underfoot and count the blood of the covenant of which we were sanctified a common thing. And now let's look at and pay attention to the words of Christ which were addressed to the Jews that believed in him. These were not Gentiles who did not know God, but people who believed in Christ, or who have been established in Christ. We need to ask the question, how can such uh, modern Jews know the truth? Or, upon practice, how can a person being born from the seed of the word of truth, how can he unite with the truth and make this a matrimonial contract? This place of, of scripture is is a slogan and not yet a, a ready a product which is able to then be consumed or utilized for food or as milk. It's, it needs to be first worked. Uh, for example, just like nectar is first gathered to be able to produce honey. It's necessary uh, to be nourished with milk and honey as Christ did when he was in the body as the son of man therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign behold the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel curds and honey he shall eat that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good Isaiah 7 14, 15 <clears throat> and so the son of God in the flesh he needed to learn from his parents and other teachers so he can differentiate to refuse the evil and choose the good and for this he needed to be, nour- be nourished by curds and honey supernatural of supernatural origin if we see in the songs of solomon the state of the sister that was not ready to <coughs> unite with the beloved the reason was that she did not have uh, the combination of uh, or th- she didn't she was not able to combine or become one with the truth at that moment and <coughs> to cleanse our conscience from dead works. It is necessary to be a wall and have breasts like towers in the form of the Urim and the tama, which to have then the ability to unite with the truth and to get to know the truth. It is necessary to make a matrimonial contract with Zion which identifies the body of Christ, this is our church, this makes us one with God as it is written, about the disciples of christ Mm. they're not of the world just as i am not of the world sanctify them by your truth your word is truth as you sent me into the world i also have sent them into the world and for their sakes i sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth i do not pray for those alone those disciples whom he sent but also for those who will believe in me through their word that they all may be one as you father are in me and i in you that you also may be one in us that the world may believe that you sent me and the glory which you gave me i have given them that they may be one just as we are one i in them and you in me that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me john seventeen, sixteen 16 through 23. i trust that this word does not wound you or offend you but will heal you from these dreams. Almost all of Christianity today is in these dreams and are being led by these dreams. Reject all of these dreams. God wants you to grow in the preached word and not dreams. Yes, God can show you a vision in a dream personally about you, but if this dream is speaking, showing negative things about you. This is not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does the opposite. He says, Can yourself sin, living for God and proclaim the non-existent stronghold of incorruption in your body as existent. In your dream, you can see all kinds of things. The devil will deceive you. And if dreams are about another person, this needs to immediately be rejected. This is dangerous. Because for this, God will ask of you that you... Uh, are considering satanic dreams. These are. You need to be very cautious with these things. I am greatly afraid because some of you have come even to me and said I had this dream about this person and another. I there was a dreamer like this that saw a body, uh, uh, trying to burn the church down, and. And so even though this had, uh, I knew already 10 years in advance uh, for things that were going to take place, even with this individual. So be very careful with the dreams that you have, and don't force uh, them onto other people. May the Lord bless you. And so today we have heard the word of God, a very condensed uh, word. Uh, Let us now be blessed in our prayers. heavenly father in the name of jesus christ we are grateful for the privilege to be in this place that your hand has appointed to worship your holy name we thank you that you're upon this place and you open for us our purpose the purpose of every person who is cr- who is created in jesus christ for good works we thank you lord that you have called us to good works because you have known us for known us because we will be trembling before your word the word that you have magnified above all your names and together with you we magnify your word above everything and we thank you for the mighty word of god for the mighty holy spirit who reveals the meaning of this truth we thank you lord that you have foreknown us and predestined us so that we can do good work and lord we can do this when we know what good is and what evil is, not when we will try to determine based upon our opinions what is good or evil, but to hear what you say through the person whom you sent into our life in God's, within God's order. We thank you, Lord that you have given us the ability to unite with your Zion, with your church. This has happened when we entered the narrow gate, and entering the narrow gate, we left our own personal opinions, our own personal outlooks, our our religiousness and carnal ways, so that we can humbly receive the planted words that that can save our soul. And we have entered your godly order and have become one, We have made a contract, a matrimonial contract with your church, and you have given to us your messenger in your church who represents your fathership here on earth. We thank you for this holy person, for our pastor, Brother Arkady. We thank you and we pray for your mercy that your goodness, your healing, come quickly for him, come speedily so that we can be comforted with this wonderful comfort that you have for us in Him, we thank you, Lord, for the service of the Spirit, in which we abide, that you have allowed to Him, uh, you allowed Him to reveal your truth to us, and we pray, Lord, that the door be opened for the Word of God, and that all barriers be broken down, that stand, that stand in the way of the sermon to. To, to be able to access the people. May these mysteries be in, your, in our hearts that you received, that we received from your Son, that you then passed on to your apostles. And so we pray, Lord, show your mercy and come hastily, come quickly to deliver the truth so that it be revealed to us in the preached word from our pastor, Akadi, to us. We thank you for him, we thank you for Zion, we thank you for your church, that we are united with your church. That means that we love your church, we love every individual who is a member of the church, and we refuse to create some kind of self-judgment, considering or deciding who may be righteous and who who is unrighteous, who is good and who is bad who is wicked or who isn't and so being united with your Zion we demonstrate your love for all the saints that are within your order and some people may fall and sin but we are under the same covering under the same protection and under the same authority and this is already uh, calls for consideration a person may have fallen and is in the dirt in the mud but they come here to be washed and cleansed by your blood and your word and we bless your inheritance because we are one with your zion we thank you lord that you have allowed us to unite with your word as well we have fallen in love with your word we love your word we magnify your word And you have said that when you see such a love and such uh, respect and trembling before your word, you will allow us to know your word. And when we know your word, then you will deliver us from slavery and bondage, and this truth shall make us free. That truth will not make anyone free until... We become one, we unite with it, and we un- you can't unite with the truth without not first loving it. You need to first love the person whom you've given to us. We love the word that we hear, we love the word that we hear and continue to hear, and the words that we meditate about, we think about, we establish in prayer. We love your word together with the person who has given us the word. And we thank you that today we do everything so that the blood of jesus christ can cleanse our conscience from dead works we have united with your zion we have united with your word and for the sake of your word we in the death of the lord jesus christ are clothed into great status of a stranger the fatherless and widow because this is the good work We thank you that you've revealed to us what good work is, and that it (coughs) consists in fruit, the fruit of our spirit, which we cannot produce without your Holy Spirit. And we thank you, Father, that today we can demonstrate this fruit of the spirit. And we demonstrate this fruit of the spirit when we receive the person whom you have sent into our life. You said, this is the good work that you believe in the one whom he has sent. And we believe, and we come to this place <coughs> to believe your word, to obey your word, not to inspect it and examine it and examine the one who brings it. But And so we already, you already knew, <coughs> and we already knew in advance <coughs> the person that you would be giving your truth to us and through whom you will be passing on this truth. We perform good work, and we are created in Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, that having received this truth, we today are ready to suffer for this truth together with this truth, and you call this a good work. You suffered for our sins, and we today, with great honor, suffer, reproach for your truth we do good work when we confirm our calling and our election today we have heard from the lips of your anointed one that our great calling is knowing your great promises and you place these great promises into our heart today you won't find your promises in every heart that is within ours, and it's not just the abstract desire to be raptured and to be delivered from the coming trials, but this is the desire to be united with you, to be united, to be a part of God's divine nature, to receive the promise into our heart that speaks of the great calling that is in Jesus Christ when you save our spirit our soul and you adopt our body so that we can become your temple in which you can sit on the throne and you have placed your throne in our gentle mouth for our body and this is a good work you have placed your throne in our mind and our soul having renewed our mind by the spirit of our mind, and this is a good work. You today have cleansed our conscience from dead works, and this is a good work. We are your good work, because we are created by you in Jesus Christ. You have allowed us today to hear of these dead works, and we thank you in your Son, Jesus Christ, that we are free from dead works. We are free from all that is a counterfeit to the fruit of the Spirit. And we thank you that we don't replace gifts of the Spirit with the fruits of the Spirit. And so any supernatural signs, miracles, dreams, all of the things that this world follows and chases, that religious people desire, it is secondary to us and it is Our goal today is the good work which is in the fruit of our spirit and we refuse to look at our dreams, our personal opinions, our religious experiences. We Lord look at the word that we hear and that we thank you for. We thank you for your truth your mighty truth, the Holy Spirit. We thank you that we can be this chosen remnant, the small flock, the bride of the Lamb that has united with you. Has united with your church, with your Zion, and with the truth. And this Differentiates her from others. This differentiates her from other of the women because she has united with Zion as no one else. She loves the church, loves the saints in the church, and is ready to forgive and be considered of every saint, and is ready to perform good works to be able to reveal and express mercy toward vessels of mercy and pour out wrath upon the vessels of wrath we thank you that you have delivered us from all forms of dead works you have delivered us from idols that were present in the former way of life so that we could serve the God the one and true God you have delivered us from hell you have delivered us from the curse of the law having become a curse for us you have delivered us from the sinful life sinful life of passed on to us from our fathers by the precious blood of jesus christ you've delivered us from sin you have delivered us from ourselves we no longer belong to ourselves but we belong to the to our redeemer and we thank you lord for redemption we thank you for justification freely by grace in redemption that is in jesus christ and we thank you for this godly he- forgiveness you forgive us when we forgive those who have sinned against us you justify us with your blood but you forgive only when we forgive those who have sinned against us, our brothers. And so allow us not to lose our justification we receive freely because we're not able to forgive our saints, the saints that may have sinned against us. Allow us to preserve our justification because we have the ability to forgive, just as you have forgiven us. Forgive us our sins just as we forgive those who who are debtors, those who have sinned against us. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one who comes in the form of dreams and visions, revelations that are not in unison with your word, allow us to magnify your word in, your, in the preached word that we have received into our heart. We pray, Father, that the oil that is within our heart, in our vessels, that this oil in this vessel would end up in our lamp, in our mind, so that the truth that we have heard, so that it, we can comprehend that truth, so that we can comprehend that promise that lies at the door of our hope, to confess it with our mouth and when you see that this promise is clearly written upon the tablets of our heart and you will see that the tablets of our heart have become pure and free from all dead works only then will you write upon them the name of your promise We make the decision and we continue to make the decision today because dead works can be present, but only in carnal men, infants, they can also exist or be present in spiritual people. But when we sanctify ourselves and dedicate ourselves with the sanctification and dedication and fasts and prayers and initiatives, but if it's something that is a work, a dead work, then it is not supported by you and or initiated by you, it is initiated by the devil. We need to differentiate where it is you and where it is our enemy. And we will know this when every one of us will be within the boundaries of our calling and only answer for those areas that we are responsible for and if something inside prompts us to carry responsibility for those areas or people that we are not supposed to be responsible for then we know the initiator of this is the devil and satan and there will be a great punishment the the product of such things will be arrogance and pride we paid the price to leave spiritual infancy we paid the price today that we now remain in a carnal state but to produce the fruits of the Spirit before your face. We thank you, Lord, for the word that we have heard. We wait with trembling and fear. We wait for new words from our pastor. We pray that you give him strength. He has the great desire. And we pray that you give him strength to continue boldly to preach your, pre- uh, your spoken words and the establishing of our salvation. We thank you for we have received today and heard and understood and we keep within our heart and we pray, show your mercy to allow us to hear more words from our pastor. And we thank you, Lord, and we worship before your great God, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father in heaven, And before we finish with our manifestation, I want to make a small amount announcement. I want us uh, to ask pastor some questions. Let's have this little marathon. If anyone has questions, uh, within the next two weeks, uh, you can give your questions. Uh, uh, prepare questions I know there are a lot of questions and I can't answer every question that is brought uh, because pastor will have more understanding in certain things and so let us have the small marathon if you have questions to our pastor and of course this needs to be a question of the heart and not just curiosity but sincere questions of the heart all saints that are in europe uh... in russia ukraine israel and other places other regions and countries that are part of the church within the next two weeks you could pass on to uh... pass on either through your uh... group leaders or through through the pastors that are over you or on the website and pastor will answer all the questions and it will be much easier than also for all of us me and you as well and you'll receive it directly from him our Father this will be a great blessing for all of us let us finish with our manifestation now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to God our Savior who alone is wise be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen.